Good afternoon. It is Monday, April 27th, and you're listening to our Recovery.Now podcast. My girls and I, Brandy and Rox, we're here again. I think we're going to make this an every Monday thing, at least, and hopefully even more than that at some point. But we're going to talk about uh, all things recovery. If there's ever a subject that you would like us to cover, please don't hesitate. Go to recovery.now and post on our Facebook page, and uh, we'll we'll definitely um, we'll definitely try to work whatever subject you would like to talk about into the podcast. Today, though, we're going to start with everybody's new COVID normal. And Rox, I want to start with you. What's your new COVID normal? My new COVID normal is. Surprisingly, not a lot different from my old COVID, pre-COVID normal. I just have been realizing it slowly over time. This is something that is not okay with me. It shouldn't have been okay with me at all um, pre-COVID. I, I think that it's incredibly important to have a social support system. I think it's incredibly important to be part of somebody else's social support system. You never know when you're going to need them. I would never have ever asked for help from anybody unless I were on my last breath. Now that I don't have anybody to ask me for that, and I know that's catastrophic thinking um, from being stressed out, it is a very humbling experience to know that the social support that I was lazy and didn't set up or work on and thought I'd just get around to someday before this is now the most important thing I would have to say that would get me through this and I'm working really hard to, I'm just working really hard to get through this. So basically what you're saying is you're, you're having like so many other people, you're having a really hard time. I'm having a really hard time. I'm. Which you know what, Roxanne, you and 17 other million people. I mean, that's just a number I pulled out of nowhere. But a lot of people, I don't think, realized how important their uh, social network was until this came along. They didn't have a good one set up. So now, um, you know. And it's not so much that I need anything or that I, I, nothing major. I just, I have such a natural need right now to just be in someone's life normally pass me the coffee like if I could go to my neighbor's house and pass me the coffee would seem normal to them and I could play it off that would be like that would I think that would actually really fulfill me if I could do normal things and be around other people that would be great I find myself at 40 years old I planned on having a family by now and by my 40th birthday I have planned all of these things and none of them have gone through and I've just been coasting along 
imagining that one day they will. And, you know, it could go either way at this point in time. But I've got way too much time to think about it. So what I have been doing is trying my best to find other people that I can help and that are going through the small things to the big things. I'm very good at motivational interviewing. I've been a nurse health coach for years, and I'm a great listener, believe it or not. <laughs> but, you know, I don't think that I was, I think I was one of the only crickets that didn't prepare for the winter that sang all summer. Um, oh, I don't think you're, no, I really don't think you're as alone maybe as you feel. Really well, don't think so. I don't think that there's as many people that are feeling alone as I would like to reach out to and help. I'd like to make this feeling go away for someone else. Well, and that's the this Brandy. Um, that's what we wanted to touch base on today is this is our new normal. Whether we like it or not, This is we have to adapt and figure out a way to set new routines and new coping strategies and and just adjusting to what this is I mean this is going to be our lives for a while it has been for a while and it's probably going to be for a while longer I know that some places are starting to open back up slowly but I don't see this virus going away anytime soon and until it does you know I was I was at um another job that I work in and we were doing things for our members and we were in the shopping center socially distancing. And, you know, I looked around the shopping center and it's the parking lot that was normally so full, you couldn't find a spot was so bare. And I look over in the movie theater is not only empty, it, it doesn't even have like advertisements up right now. It's like we, we are living kind of like in a ghost town. So we have to adapt to the whole not dining in and, and stuff like that. So it's a lot of stuff that we took for granted before that we're now starting to miss. Um, but like for me, I've always been introverted. So I feel like I've been preparing for this my entire life. So I'm kind of calm. But at the same time, I think I would be, <laughs> I might be a little bit better if I was by myself. Um, but when you're in a house full of people, you know, even a whisper can sound like a bullhorn when it gets to be too much on your nerves. So it is it is adjusting like that. But like Roxanne said is, you know, she went from working and being active and helping people every day to not being able to do those things. So now it's something that she has to try to learn to live differently. And some people struggle with that. Some people are going to struggle with the whole, you know, this my life revolved around this thing. I was and using now, work to medicate my well, depression and lack of my isolation. Well, my and the thing is, is and the thing is with the field that we're in, it actually does help us to help others. So when we're helping others, it helps our mental health. But when we're not and we're sitting idle, that's when all of our problems come back into play. Only it seems like it's come back tenfold. Especially if you use it as a negative coping skill. Yeah. I would have noticed, hey, I didn't start a family. Hey, I didn't, I don't, 
I don't I don't go home to anybody else because hey, you stay I, so busy and productive. Because I stayed work and and I and I piled on more and more work to cope with it and to ignore it and now I'm I I'm stuck with now that you're sitting time. idle. Yes. Yeah, now that you're sitting idle, all of these thoughts are coming in and it's starting to to affect you in a negative way and that's that's terrible and I'm sorry. I hate that for you. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's the new normal and and I appreciate you Paula. I appreciate your Apologize it. It's all my fault. I appreciate your sentiment, and I re that really do. It means a lot to me, but it is the new normal. And it definitely has taught me that don't wait around for somebody to bring you flowers. Go plant your garden yourself. Speaking of, it's spring, so that's definitely a way to stay active. Go out there, plant your garden. Um do do something productive and that's you know i think that's a lot of a lot of problems too is that people are feeling less productive now because there's not really much a lot of us can do so we're know. just I sitting heard my daffodils coughing the other day <sighs> well we're just sitting here twirling our thumbs and like i have a lot to do but i'm so overwhelmed with my thoughts that it's hard for me to focus on what i need to do so that's that's damaging as well but you know when we're talking about sitting idle and stuff um we were talking right before we started the podcast about how the COVID could be good and bad for our mental health or substance abuse addictions because, you know, on, on the negative side, you know, people are not being as productive and that might be something that they need in their recovery is to be busy and and work might be one of their coping mechanisms so when they're out of work and they have nothing to do they might be sitting idle and just thinking oh man it'd be great to use right now right. or i can't handle this you know but this always made me feel better so i'm yeah. going to go try a little bit of that and work may have been their only outlet to talk to other people yeah so but then you know if they if we could flip that a little bit and instead of focusing on the negatives of this isolation and think about the positives. Right now, there are so many more resources available for you because of the COVID. And I know that before it would be, you know, two or three meetings a day offered, but some people wouldn't have a ride or some people didn't want to go by themselves or, you know, there'd always be some kind of barrier. But right now, as long as you have internet and a phone or a computer or a tablet or some way to access the internet, there is a meeting every second for basically anything that you can think of. So I, if we flipped the, the negative into a positive, right now resources are more available than they were before. It's just a matter of how you're going to utilize them. So um, that is definitely something that I wanted to talk about because it's, it's heartbreaking to see people suffering so much but it's also more heartbreaking to see people suffering so much, but not using the gift that they were given by having so much more access to things that weren't available before. Right. So it's, it definitely is a matter of self-discipline and, and, and getting your mental, you know, your, your feet on the ground mentally. And what is that called? You're like mental footing or something like that. And, you know, sit sit down. If you don't want to talk to anybody, sit down and make your own recovery plan and set your own goals. And, you know, I'm going to do this to, you know, when I feel like this and, and reach out. We have plenty of resources. We've got a recovery page. Um, it's, it's doing fairly well. It's not thousands of members, but... <laughs> 
it's got members. Um, we're, you know, but our goal when starting the recovery page was not to have a million people on there as long as we were helping. And I feel like we're doing a pretty good job at that. We have people um, private message. And, you know, if, if somebody private messages, you can message me or you can message Roxanne. She's the moderator on the recovery page. Um, we're both peer supporters, but we're also friends with other peer supporters as well. We work with some. Um, I know plenty of therapists, stuff like that. So if you want to private message one of us and kind of give us a little rundown, if it's something that we can't help you with, we'll find someone that can. But we will do our best to help you the best the best that we know how um we're your peers we're not here to judge but we're also not here to diagnose diagnose and anything like that but uh we're here to talk if you need someone to talk to and if you need you know a little bit more help we'll we'll steer you in the right direction to get you where you need to be um through all of this and even after yeah you know i i think you said something very important both of you said it actually and that is that um I truly believe that this whole COVID coronavirus and everything that we've had to do in order to try and keep it from killing millions of us, um, it is opening up doors in the medical field and the mental health field and the behavioral health field that have never been opened before. The door has been there, just there wasn't any reason to use it, you know, and Thank God we had the internet before all of this happened. Um, and I, the only thing I struggle with still is I'm not very techy. I'm not, I don't really know how to use a lot of the technology that is out there. So I find myself very behind the times in that way. I think I could access a lot more if I knew. <laughs> well, what and I was that's doing. the thing is with us being your peers, if even if it's something as, as simple as, technology it's simple for me but it's not for laura so if laura needs to get a hold of me and say hey i i need help getting through this i gladly walk you through anything that we can do to help um nothing's too big or too small as long as you reach out you know like i said if we can't if we can't do it we'll find someone who can or at least try right um the uh the whole with this being our new normal right now Everyone is having to adapt. Even people who are still going to work, they have to go to work differently now, whether it's wearing masks or, or you know, their jobs might have, you know, changed roles a little bit or something. Everyone's lives have changed. Um, some for the better, some for the worse. Um, but everyone's lives have changed. And, and what's going on is scary in itself. So I have to kind of stay away from it, but I do, I do practice the, you know, like the good hygiene, washing my hands, socially distancing, stuff like that. But, uh, it, it is hard to not be able, regardless of whatever precautions we're taking to not be able to go out and still hang out with our friends. Cause some of us just need that. Some right. of us just need five minutes with our friends to just get that breath of fresh air. It feels like, and we just, we just really can't right now for everyone's safety. So we have to develop a new normal and, and doing that, knowing that you're not alone and that everyone is having to do this, that's where this could be a good thing for you where you're just like, okay, well, my new normal would be to get online and do a meeting a day or two meetings a day. It's just, it's how you decide to cope with all of this. Right. But hopefully it's in a healthy manner, like um, meetings or reaching out 
over the phone or, you know, whatever. You brought up something before we went on the podcast that said, you know, the everybody got or a lot of people have already gotten and more people are still in line to get this stimulus money. And um, whereas it's a really great thing, I think a lot of people need it, and, but it's all in where you decide to use it and do what with it. Well, because some people see it as free money. And like, oh, well, you know, now's the, you know, I have all this extra money. I could go buy this or use this or, or whatever. And it's just like, even though people are getting that money and I've, I've personally seen where people have spent some of this money for substance and stuff like that and stocking up. And that's, that's devastating. It's, it's heartbreaking to see that Um, because, you know, one of the things that, I know of um, some of the addicts that I'm around is cutting off their finances is is better in some aspects because the less that they're able to get, you know, hopefully the closer they are to sobriety. But when they're given so much money to just spend on whatever, it's just hopefully people are using it in a healthy way and not... Um, because right now we've got people who have problems who are now forced into this new whirlwind of crazy and out of jobs and sitting idle and thinking and then you know thoughts run away with you and you're sitting here thinking man I'd like to use and then all this money's just handed to you on a silver platter you know that's my fear is that people are going to start. And I, like I said, I've seen personally right. <laughs> where some of that money have not, has not gone towards some great things. And um, I just hope that people are using it with caution. And um, I mean, sadly, it's reality. I mean, it is. Nobody can force somebody not to use, but hopefully knowing that there's more resources out there than there were before. Hopefully that helps prevent um, some people, some relapses. So some of it at least. Yeah, yeah. and um, it's 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 a hard thing to see. It's a hard thing to to know about and witness, and and not really have much you can do except remind people that the help is out there. They just need to want to take it, and um, all we can do is provide the information and hope that. Hope that it's effective. Roxanne, what are your thoughts about COVID, the good, the bad, the ugly? I have not heard a lot from the recovery community. I've not heard a lot from those who are advocates for the recovery community, nor have I heard a lot from those who are negatively affected by the recovery community and that concerns me and when you say that what exactly do you mean um well usually at this point in time i would have expected and i've expected for a long time that there would be even though i know we have the social distancing we have these great groups and organizations like High on Hope, um, 
my mind just is incredible. Just went completely blank. We just have so many different groups and yeah. entities here that have been strong advocates for the recovery community. And I'm, I know that they've got to be out there working on things. I haven't seen anything. You know, maybe it's just a matter of with the social distancing, they have to stay away from each other. And I'm not going to hear anything from the recovery community because, hey, why, I can't get close to anybody. But also the people reaching out for help. That concerns me because I, I, unhealth, I worry unhealthily. And one of my worries is that maybe somebody is out there asking for help or looking for help and somebody can't hear them. And I know that's not true, but oh, I'm sh actually, I'm sure that's true, but I would like to hear that this dialogue is going on so that I knew that I had a better sense of it's not true. Or I knew, hey, it is true. Let's get, let's get, you know, let's all get on. We all got to ride tonight, you know, to help, help put some whole, just help put some tape in the bottom of the boat. Um, I definitely think, Roxanne, there are a lot of people out there who need help, but either aren't asking for it, don't know where to go to ask for it, or... Um, thinking, you know, I can do this by myself or maybe, you know, whatever, whatever their boundary is to not be able to ask for help. I'm sure there's a lot of people. And oh, by yeah. the same token, and those people were in the same, same, same stage of change that they were before this all happened. When we were out there doing outreach, you know, there's, they're the same people in, I mean, they're not the same people, but there's the same demographic that are in that stage of change. But when it gets to the stage of change of the the dissonance, when they get to the point to where they're kind of on the line, those people still exist and are still in that process. You think? Um, I'm I'm not honestly sure what you just said. To be the quite stages frank. have changed. We have what you're talking about. If I'm if I'm right is the people who are in the beginning stages either denial or they've so thought about it. Are you They're talking not about really like convinced they have a problem? Pre contemplation, contemplation, yes. preparation. Uh -huh. And she was saying that, you know, there's people out there that are in those categories and I I asked her I told her that there's very likely those people that are out there and just as many as there were before but I'm sure there are still people in the contemplation stage and in the planning phase that certainly should need help from somebody. And if you go back to our or first, use help. it's either our first All or right. second podcast, we started talking about the the five steps and we've got, um, I mean, and like we said before, the, the stages of change or the five steps of recovery, I mean, they could be applied towards anything. Well, the people who are looking for help or in that range where they would be reaching out for help, they got to be out there. You There's know. probably millions of them. I stepped out, so I'm just walking how back can into everything. to them and how can everything. we help is, my, is what I think about, what I ponder. You know, if not us, then who? And if not now, then when? 
but it's just not a dialogue going on that I can hear. Am I wrong? Am right. I not hearing it? I don't, honestly, I don't know if you're wrong or not, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I would believe that there are people reaching out for help um, uh, every second, you know, and there are probably just as many people who want to reach out for help but aren't. They're, well, and, and maybe they're not yet, but maybe they're getting there, and that's where the stages would come in. There's pre-contemplation and there's contemplation, and with pre-contemplation, you know, you're not even you're not even close. You know, you're just not ready. Right. But then contemplation is when you're starting to well contemplate. Right. So it, it just depends on where you are on the and the stages. So if you and I'll actually post the stages of change on our recovery page. And if you're wanting to do some sort of self-evaluation just to see where you are, feel free to go on there or read what each stage is and, and try to figure out where you are and where you want to be. Um, hopefully everyone's goal is is action and, and recovery. So just uh, just look and, and see where you are and set goals on, on where how to get to the next step. How much of a difference do you guys notice, or if any, in the dialogue or the volume of the dialogue from the recovery community to the, the uh, substance use disorder and, and substance abuse community and back the other way, vice versa. People looking for help, people looking for those to help, and vice versa. And one of the, the examples I had told talked to Laura about was the High on Hope movement. Yeah. There was such a dialogue that I could hear before COVID, and I just kind of felt like I'm not hearing as much of a dialogue, and I know it's got to be going on. It just would set my mind at ease if I could hear it a little louder. Well, how were you hearing it before? Well, here's the thing. I heard it because as an AmeriCorps, when we did, we were healthy community developers we were in charge of having a table at high on hope the event we were in charge of reaching out to the uh, community the homeless community um foster communities i'm gonna kick myself if i say um one more time i i did a lot of things with birth to three we were constantly so like hands involved on. Ha yeah hands on but also Hands helping hands that were on, you know, kind of being mediators, kind of helping where we could. Being right. to being involved now, are you saying like where it was from being on the outside to being well, on the it inside? Was, it was it was it was more hands on as opposed to hands off six six feet. <laughs> so when they were these were these were times and places where the this could not happen at present date. Now, COVID present is not conducive to the things that we used to do where I would hear the community right. discussion. So that's why I, I was curious to hear from you ladies. Well, like with the High on Hope movement, I've always been a fan. 
Um, I'm not yes. promoting. I'm not promoting. I'm not allowed to promote. But I have always been a fan of what their um, their mission was, and I think that it's it's a great. I think what they do is really great, and I with the. I mean, they've always been very actively involved, yes. like on point. Um, and now with the COVID and having to broadcast, they're actually broadcasting quite a bit more from home because they um, were able to get um, certain types of equipment that they needed to be able to reach out more. And um, I can say from an outsider looking in before I got into the recovery field, it was all, oh, well, that's that's cool. That's cool that people are doing this, but then actually experiencing it, it's like it has opened so many doors and um, getting to know how their program works and how involved they are and stuff like that has been really really awesome and if you put yourself out there and if you start attending these functions and not even necessarily high on hope even just recovery meetings or you know anything socializing whether it's online or in person right now you will start meeting people and you will start um, developing relationships and getting to know people and um and stuff like that so so you know that this is still this conversation is still happening it's just happening online now instead of in person oh yeah and and that's the thing is COVID or not addiction is always going to be there mental illness is always going to be there problems are always going to be there people don't stop dying every day and only die of COVID I mean we still have cancer we still have other things going on it's just right now COVID is like the main topic discussed but that doesn't it it doesn't get rid of anybody else's mental illnesses or or problems so you know the recovery community is really I think everyone's kind of taken it full force as much as they could I mean and and that's where we get back to finding our new normal right now our new normal is doing everything online but at the same time it's a good thing because people have been so hands-on that they're making recovery and mental illness help stuff like that more accessible so our new normal is not be able to be as helpful yeah so right now our new normal is networking, basically just being online most of the time. But at the same time, it's so much more available that it's not as difficult as it might have been in the past. So, um, so where can Roxanne hear this community dialogue? And when I say hear the community dialogue, I don't mean actually hear the whole community talking. I mean, where can she get the peace of mind that these conversations are happening? Is that just visiting High on Hope online? I mean, you can go to... There's not a a piece of string in a tin can. There's got to be some online, like Laura said, you know, some online dialogue and, and... yeah, so is that just a is that just a matter of going to highonhope.com and seeing what events they have planned? I mean, I think that would be that I just would... broke Laura's pen. <laughs> oh my gosh, the poor little guy. <laughs> I He's... owe you a new pen. No, I think I'll be yeah, okay. Yeah, this in that way, you know, it'd be helpful wow, for our listeners if they knew where to go maybe for so that they the, can hear some the of this dialogue. of dialogue. Right. I am. Um, if you guys use the word dialogue one more time, I'm going to smack you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so like, I I had to step out for a minute and I come back in and I'm just trying to throw myself back into the conversation and not really necessarily know 
what, what the we're heck even talking on? about. Well, when you came in, we were having a dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hit um, <laughs> yeah, dialogue is just two people or a group of people talking. It's so, just talking to each so other. So with the High on Hope movement, what they've been doing is they've been broadcasting from their house, and sometimes they'll go to the, the church that they normally host at and do that. And it is. It's a very small group of people, um, safely socially distancing, but still on camera and, and talking and discussing. And, what, you know, when they do their Facebook Live videos, people – can chime in and, and talk from their house right. and they can read what people are commenting and, and touch base on what. Yeah. Well, that's exact. That's exactly what we're talking so about. That is, that is, that's, I mean, they're, they're doing it in, in an amazing way. So if you, if you're looking for something faith-based, that's definitely a way to go. Um, celebrate recovery. Does it, um, I haven't gotten on theirs to see how theirs works, but I do know that they're hosting things. Um, for our listeners, where can they find Celebrate Recovery if they're interested? Is it on the same area or is Cele- it just I mean, Celebrate it's Recovery? Of, well, I mean, Celebrate Recovery is, is nationwide, but we do have a okay, Celebrate cool. Recovery in Parkersburg. So I'm sure awesome. Google could get could you give there. you some information. Um, so I don't even know that. Might even, that if far. you go on our Facebook page, if you are curious about it, go to our Facebook page and ask. We actually have a woman in there that's very actively involved with Celebrate Recovery, and I'm sure she'd be happy to provide the information for it. So um, we also have our recovery meetings um, with Zoom. And, and like I said, there's a meeting basically every minute. So if you get on there, find a meeting, I mean – just because you're not sitting right beside the person, you'll you'll see them and you guys can talk and and still get as much interaction as possible and be part of the discussions and yeah, I've been going and to stuff smart like recovery that. Recovery meetings online, they're really great. Yeah, go smart to Smart recovery. recovery. Smart Recovery is a very good resource, and you know, like I said, with Smart Recovery, is it's not focused on just one or two things. I mean, you can be in recovery from anything. So, right. So we. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could get on Smart Recovery for, I mean, say you've been binge eating. I have been. Me I've too. Gained, I have gained 10 pounds since all of this and just started losing it. So, I mean, that's something that, you know, I could get online and and work the Smart Recovery meetings for, you know, binge eating. Right. That's, that's one of my downfalls when, it, when I get stressed or depressed Shopping. is eating a lot. Yeah, shopping. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people got that stimulus check and get, donated it all to Amazon. Oh, but yeah. um, with their two-day shipping. So, um, you know, another resource that I want to talk about um, real quickly here, and we've talked about it before, but I want to bring it up again. It's uh, 211. And that is literally it. Pick up your cell phone and, uh, you know, unlock it or whatever and go to your dial screen and push 211 push talk and you will be connected to a live person a real life human real live human they'll tell you their name up front and uh, i called right before we started the podcast and um just to see yeah how it was yeah just to see what what would happen so i immediately got a hi my name is and the guy told me his name and I, I told him in a kind of vague way, actually, what I was looking for. And he said, give me your, give me your zip code. So I did. And he 
started listing a bunch of resources for what I specifically wanted. And then I said, well, what if I'm having trouble paying my bills? Oh, well, I've got a whole nother list over here of places that you can go call, you know, text, email, whatever, that could help you with bills. And so whether it's behavioral problems, whether it's drug addiction, food addiction, shopping addiction, uh, you need some money with bills, whatever it is, the 211 can direct you to organizations in your area. He told me about one, now this is only for Ohio, but I'd be willing to bet West Virginia has something similar. But uh, it's called the COVID Care Line, set up specifically for COVID, and it serves all of Ohio from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. You can call an 800 number, and it doesn't matter if you have a question about how long the COVID virus can live on a surface or if you're having major anxiety about catching it, you know, dying from it, whatever, whatever your anxiety, wherever it's based or rooted, they can, uh, this COVID care line can address any issue from how long does it last on my pots and pans or on the package that I got from Amazon to I am so scared now can't even walk outside. So that number, I'm going to tell it to you right here, but we're also going to put it on recovery.now. 1-800-720-9616, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And no matter what your COVID issue is, they will help you. They'll listen, they'll talk to you, they'll get resources uh, for you. So just another place that you can go and call and talk to a real person about your fears or just questions. 1-800-720-9616. Yep, COVID care line in Ohio. Yeah, and that in this 211, we can't stress enough how magic it is. It's so magical. It is your magical number for so many resources. Oh, yeah. So, um, and it's so easy to remember. 211. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. The two and the one and the one, darling. Wait two a minute. One. There's not an 11 on my phone. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's just backtrack really quick and... Make sure we go everything that we over everything that we or went over everything that we wanted to go over. So, um, yeah, just um, our recovery page is up and running, and I, I I can't stress enough how happy I am that people are actually using it. Uh, granted, it's not exactly how we imagined it, but the fact that people are reaching out even even behind closed doors is awesome because that's that was our main goal was just to help and reach out and help as much as we can. So um, if you don't feel comfortable posting your problems online for the world to see, you know, you can always message me or, or Roxanne and um, one of us would be happy to help you or, you know, get you to where you can get some help. So um, even if you're just in those stages, and like I said, I will post them, but even if you're at that stage where you're like, you're just in contemplation, you're not sure if that's even what you want to do. I mean, to, to talk to somebody and, and figure it out. Um, we're here and, uh, you know, we, we do try to network with as many people as possible and, and, and resources and stuff. So we, right. we try to provide as much information and services as we can. So, um, 
whoever is on the page, thank you. We appreciate you and um just all of us. We, we're happy. All of us. Yeah, we're just we're just happy that people are are starting to reach out and and letting their walls down a little bit because right now everyone's in kind of like a vulnerable state and it's it's damaging, but we're getting through and uh and you know, I wish that we had some kind of a timeline. I don't feel like we really got Well, and that's what's hard is concrete. my kids will, my kids right. are like when is this going to be over? And to say that you don't have any, you have no idea. Right. We have no idea. I mean, right. this could last all. I read somewhere where, you know, it's projected that we're supposed to get a second wave of it. And it's supposed to be more damaging than this wave. Um, so, right. um, you know, we were talking today about how our, you know, our old normal would be to go camping and to go swimming and and right, be social, yeah. And, right. and now our new normal might be just be in our backyard. So now it's a matter of figuring out how to keep everyone entertained, right? Um, for even longer. So um, you know, I saw something on TV, and I don't remember who's sponsoring it, but it's a it's a on May second. Everybody is supposed to take drag their grills around in front of their houses and have your cookout out in front of your house That's and cool. everybody in the like neighborhood. Like a block party yeah. without a block party without yeah, being cool. too close to each other. Right. That'd everybody be cool. bring your grill out front front and you can grill with and on the TV they show a picture of a cul-de-sac and everybody's like right at the end of their driveway. Well, like tailgating or something. Right. Well, see, and that's my my husband, bless his heart. He is so addicted to sports like he lives off of espn and oh, right yeah. now there's nothing he's like we were talking last night and there's nothing right he's no wa- basketball he's no football golf no. matches from um 2009. we <laughs> we watched right. um rock skipping on espn that's that's how little there is to choose yes from. um and you know they go back over sports highlights and stuff but if you're as into sports as my husband is you've already seen that you, you know, you've been there, done that. You don't need to see it again. Right. You know, and uh, he does. He he thrives off of that type of um, adrenaline that he gets from sports. And without it, you know, that's that's one thing that it's hard on him. Right. So. It's a whole other thing than yeah. a sport. I mean, I'm not a big sports person, but like your husband and there are other men in my family who are just. You know, wow, Jones and big time, right? Yeah, well, that's why that's where, like, you know, finding a new normal. He's he's got to figure out a whole new thing. You know what and, you need to tell him to do is he needs to put together a your family Olympics. So what we normally do, and this is before a show, we the, should have we should have that like a. a, a Peer support wide variety show. Variety show. I love it. it we, all of our all of our um, all of our supports out there can give us their best uh, submissions, <laughs> and uh, we can participate. And we uh, normally for certain things like March Madness or if there's any type of like tournaments or anything like that, we would have what we call the beaver bracket. Mm-hmm. And me and my husband and our kids, we would all have our own brackets. I would print them off and we'd all make our own brackets. And we actually That's would awesome. award medals. Like I, I have medals that have like beaver bracket, NCAA, whatever, 
first place or we do we do do medals and, and oh, bouts see. and trophies and, <laughs> and now we can't do normal. it and now we can't yeah i'm extra like we're really extra in our family but yeah. now we uh now we can't do that either so we're gonna have to do like a bracket on rock skipping or something you, yeah well you'll have to do a beaver bracket of your own you know yeah. make up your own olympics that's what we call it the that's beaver awesome. bracket so we just uh Anything yeah we're all confined yeah. To make it a little bit easier, a little bit more joyful. Yes, and connected and fun. and. Oh, I'm sure people are all starting to find their new hobbies right, right now. So Roxanne came over a couple of days ago and we went for a walk downtown. Practicing social awesome. distancing while we did it. And uh, picking, picking some tulips on the way. But it was great. You know, we spent an hour and a half just walking around downtown. And, so nice. Uh, yeah, it really was good. So, uh, and make, it's okay. It's okay most. to to get out and and take a drive um, if you need to, or or to take a walk. As long as you practice what they advise, you know, wear a mask, wear gloves, whatever right, you need to to stay safe and around anybody and uh, and don't just go out and mingle just to mingle. Um, but if it's for your mental health or your your physical well being or anything like that, definitely do it. Don't don't stop taking care of yourself. Um, Right. I know parents are having a whole new situation with having to homeschool their children. and I can't keep up. No joke. I just, I can't. That I it's have, hard. I, when, when you've got multiple kids with different curriculums and multiple teachers, right. I mean, it is just, it is very hard to keep up. And they're overwhelmed, I'm overwhelmed, and it it's really hard because the way our school system is doing it is on a pass-fail basis. There's not grades this year so if my mm -hmm. kids fail it's because I failed them but you know by not being able to help them so it's, it's really hard it's a lot of pressure it really is a lot of pressure it is um but once again that's our new normal so we've just got to figure out a good routine and stick to it and and, right. and do our best love each other no matter what and good luck to each and every one of us as we struggled apart and struggled together with all of this i'm sitting here um yeah we're getting ready to sign off but the whole time we've been doing this i've been watching laura call her i'm not a person to call her um i like to draw but not doing these adult coloring pages but it is so satisfying to sit here and watch her call her this whole time it's been so <laughs> relaxing to watch her it's been so relaxing to sit here and just watch you call her. It's, it's cool. And it says, so. you are my sunshine. That's me. Yay, <laughs> you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. Everybody, take care. We're going to be back on Monday, if not before. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, you know, just a quote of the day, whatever it is, go to recovery.now and talk to us because we definitely want to know what's on your mind. Yes, and, tell us what's up. And speaking of sunshine, today's a very nice day. I think it's supposed to rain the rest of the week. So today would be a good day to get out there, soak in some vitamin D, plant your garden, go pick some flowers, take a walk, you know. Right. Be be outside and, and, and get some air. Exactly. Take your dogs with you. Don't forget your pets. Take your dog out. That's a song by Reverend Nick. Anybody <laughs> Take that, your dog out? Yeah. That's awesome. Actually, I think it was called Let Your Dog Out. But anybody that used to be here back in the, uh, I don't know, I guess it was the 80s, I suppose. Mid to late 80s, we had an activist group called the Mid-Ohio Valley Greens. And one of the guys was in a band. His name was Reverend Nick. 
and the Mean Red Spiders was the name of the band. Oh, it's all Mean Red Spiders. Yeah. And they yeah. had uh, Jimmy Clinton and the Mean Red Spiders and then Reverend Nick. They had a song called uh, Let Your Dog Out. It was the greatest song ever. Laura is being nostalgic right now, and that had me thinking today. This um, this whole time, I've just been kind of nostalgic and, and, and just, like, looking back on things. I don't know why. It's just, like, something I've been doing. It's but, a COVID thing, I'm telling you. Yeah, like, I've just, everyone's been, been so nostalgic. I think it's because everyone has time now to start going through things. Right. So, and it really puts things into perspective. My sister my sister posted a thing on our, on our chat that uh, she found an old Rainbow Bright Aww. tape. Oh. And, uh, you know, we were talking about Lamb Chop, and she found, like, old tape cassettes. With, like, music that we would listen to when we were younger. So, yeah, I think everyone's being nostalgic because we have nothing else to do but to go through all of our junk. Right. So, but it's Spring cool. cleaning took on a whole new meaning oh, yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, anything else, ladies? No, just take care of yourself first and everybody else as well. Use 211recovery.now if you have any questions. Um, Don't be afraid to ask. We're here to help. Say bye. Say bye. Bye.